Hello, and welcome to a vintage episode of the Drywall Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Harmon. With us today, I'm very excited about Scott Montgomery out of Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Scott is a major influencer in the drywall space and in other spaces. We talk about his new vintage look, a bit about social media, and how he got his start in this crazy trade. Yeah, it, it treated me, I mean, pretty well, like the whole thing. And it was just, yeah, a natural progression from that drywall talk and, you know, all of a sudden, yeah. like, well, when we started, it was, uh, you know, you're lucky to get a t-shirt or something like that. And then, you know, just the, it built up and companies started to say, hey, look, this guy's got, you know, 10,000 followers or whatever, right? And yeah. Maybe, you know, we can, use that and now it's uh you know social media is the way i guess you know companies are all over it and i get spoiled a bit yeah scott and i travel all over the drywall spectrum and i feel we've captured over an hour of pure gold on this episode i hope you feel the same this episode of the Drywall Podcast and all of the episodes of the Drywall Podcast in the month of October are brought to you by our friends up north in Toronto at CSR. CSR providing awesome building materials, just about anything you could find or want in the drywall space online or you can go into their store in Toronto or their new location in Barrie, Ontario. Curious about being on the Drywall Podcast or maybe you know somebody whom you think would be an awesome interviewee, feel free to email me at info at frescoharmony.com or call me. I'd love to hear from you. 505-400-9313. But for now, Scott Montgomery on the 66th episode of the Drywall Podcast. Let's get into it. You got your railroad hat on today. Of course. Beautiful. This is my drywaller's hat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it used to say, uh, had a patch on that it said, drywallers are better bangers, but it was misspelled. Uh, Oh, I like that. Drywallers are better bangers. Very yeah. nice. My, my wife thought it was inappropriate. So. Your, your wife thought it was inappropriate. Yeah. So I, I was like, yeah. But it's it a nice is, hat without it. It is inappropriate, Scott. Um, yeah. But uh, drywallers tend to be in, inappropriate sometimes. Yeah, true. It's the nature of the business. It's like a conductor's hat. I really like it. I'm kind of a hat guy. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, I'm uh I'm starting to embrace the hats in my, you know, it's my new travel thing. Find a hat wherever I go and Oh, okay. Yeah. I have a pretty decent collection. You've probably got a decent collection of uh drywall company hats, I would imagine. Oh, uh, yeah, I've got a stack in there. It's just like, you just know, a uh, stack. Do you display them? Just... Uh, no, they're just uh, I just uh have to choose from during the day, you know, because you know this this is getting further and further back. Is you know. yeah, cool. Scott Montgomery out of Saskatchewan, drywall by design on 
the drywall podcast. How cool is this, dude? I've been trying to wrangle you for a little bit. And really at the end of the day, it wasn't that hard. You were like, let's do it finally. What, what made you, maybe you were reluctant. I don't know how long ago I tried to get you. Maybe you're, some of these guys are hard to wrangle. Maybe you were reluctant then, but now you're like, okay, well, he's got 64 shows. Maybe it won't be so ghetto. I'll, I'll jump on there and do it. What was, what was the no, shit? No, it, 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 it's more of a lazy thing. It's like, oh yeah, take that thing off the list, right? Like, yeah, you know, uh, I should talk to Nick. Yeah, thing. yeah, sure. Um, and have you done a podcast uh, before? Nope. No, no, uh, cool, no, cool. Well, I appreciate no. your time and you coming on. Um, the other question: Have you listened to the Drywall Podcast? Have you listened to any of the episodes? No, I just catch it when I see your videos on the feed. I'm more okay. of a listen to tunes at work. I mean, I got into yeah. podcasts because I'm just like hit my music, tune out, right? Me too. And, uh, Me too. And go to town. I listen, if I listen to... to a podcast. It would go in one out, one year out the other, and I would just, you know, my brain couldn't process it. You know? Yeah, if I'm on a drive, I like to listen to them in the car. But I'm that yeah. way at work. I'd rather listen to music at work. That's just me, you know. But a lot of people listen mm -hmm. to podcasts at work. I've I've realized. So there we go. Yeah, you seem like well, you're a music guy. You're a, you know, in the scene, right? In that. Mm -hmm. uh, I like music. Bit, I I play the guitar. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, I'll go live and like play some music on Instagram or Facebook occasionally. I have some original songs, but it's more of a hobby uh, than mm -hmm. anything. I've recently started to collect records. So my friend, one of the friends that I went hiking with, he like does all this vintage like music equipment. So I bought this receiver from like the 1960s and two mm -hmm. uh, speakers and it just sounds smoking. And I had no idea oh. the power of records. Ignorance is bliss, man, when you're, it's a rabbit hole. Cause I've, I've, yeah. like, I've got, well, I have to reset it up since we moved like uh, into this new house, it hasn't been set up again, but I got a really hot turntable with like, you know, a expensive oh. den and cartridge and, you know, the whole, whole thing and boxes of records, but. Okay. I've been sitting there waiting. Yeah. I've been waiting for a day. Yeah. Well, I also have a, so the amp is a, it's a tube amp. It's an old tube amp. It's so cool. Um, uh, it wasn't cheap, but it just sounds amazing. And then he also collects vintage records. So, and he sells them very reasonably um, at the record shop here in town. He's got like a small little record shop. And uh, I've just been going in and buying records, you know, five bucks, 15 bucks, 25 bucks, like whatever he wants to charge. But they're old. They're from like the 60s and 70s also. Yeah. Um, and so I'm doing it. I feel like I'm doing it properly. And just the sound is so cool. And so I'm kind of hooked. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a pair of tube amps. And uh, but they need love. You know, they're really expensive. Same, you know, same. Yeah. And they need a little. I need to find the right guy to uh, to fix them, or the, especially the one. They're so dangerous too if they're not. You know, they're built in the 50s or 60s, and yeah, they'll burn your house down. Volts pumping through there. So, 
You know, if something goes wrong, oh, I just ride a $1,000 app or $2,000 app. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then I have a, a tube amp a guitar amplifier, an old silver, silver tone, same kind that Jack White uses that just cranks, man. That thing's awesome. Uh, yeah, so you know. What, uh, what are you usually listening to? Like, Well, I'm recollecting my record you know because i had a huge cd collection that's just like piling you know catching dust now i don't even care about dealing with that i told him i like i'll give you all my cds i just want to you know because i can listen i have pandora it's like i can listen to any album i want clear as a yeah. bell you know that's not the issue the issue is recollecting all these old albums but i mean i've got you know some of the newer ones uh um, but I mean, I've been buying like some of the older stuff, I guess, like classic rock, Grateful Dead, Heart, you know, Elton John, like that kind oh, of yeah. stuff, you know, like the, cla like the classic, classic rock. He's got like a Cars, you know, I'm, I'm interested in that. I've been listening to Talking Heads a lot lately, um, you yes. know, like there's a Talking Heads movie coming out. I'm sort of fascinated with David Byrne and then... Uh, you know, I'm I'm way into music though. I'll listen. You know, he's got some old Sabbath stuff. I've got some vintage Zeppelin stuff that's really cool. Um, so I'm sort of collecting that first, and then I'll get into other records because I know they have like these, like even grunge records, like Soundgarden and Pearl Jam and Alice in Chains and all oh. this. They have they have records for that stuff too. Oh yeah, it's all over the place. I just bought a new one. Uh, I went to a show for my birthday, 47th birthday, on the weekend. I went and saw Corb Lund. I don't know if you're familiar, but I'd uh, check him out. He's a guy I've been listening to for, I don't know, since I was 16. Okay. Uh, but, you know, kind of a country, definitely country, but okay. you know, modern country. He, he's he's really good, kind of folky country. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you know, Ian Tyson kind of influence. Uh, no. He's another Canadian. Graves. No, I listened to uh, Shaky Graves. He's kind of country. Um, He's pretty fantastic. Yeah, storyteller kind of stuff. You know, like, okay, all right. But I bought his one of his newer albums. I'm like, okay, now I got to get everything set up. You know, and, yeah, and uh, so I can listen to that on vinyl. You know? Yeah, so, yeah, definitely. Gotta, yeah, I've gone, yeah. I've gone down the rabbit hole now. I'll never turn back. It's so cool to put a record on. I've never done that. For I'm 47 as well. Never put a record on a turntable until a few months ago. I'm hooked. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, we could talk about music. Uh, there's other other guests that I've had on the show. We talk about music, but more importantly, we'll get into the drywall stuff. I see you're wearing or, uh, overalls there. I've been. That's another like bridge that I've that I feel like I'm going to come across here pretty pretty quick. Why the overalls? It's so comfortable. You like them? <laughs> They're comfortable. They look comfortable. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like uh, this guy is a guy out of Ohio. He makes these uh, uh, Zach Zace brand, and I got on them last. Well, uh, when did I get them? Last January when I was in Vegas. I had him send them over, and I'll never go back. No belt, no kind of stuck. You know, I got, I can shove my phone in my pocket. So you you're know? recent. Oh, you're a recent convert to the overall, yeah or no? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I were overall like 15 years ago when I drove track, but um, okay. But no, it's just this past few months, this past, and now it's like every day. Okay, interesting. I I got another pair on the way. <laughs> Tell me the brand of these overalls again that you really like. Uh, Zace brand. How do you spell that? Z-A-C-E. Yeah. Zace. Dig it. Yeah. And he you found in, uh... you found this guy out of Vegas. No, um, I've I've known him on I found him on Instagram somewhere. Uh Phil PRC, I think he may maybe put me on to him. Okay. Uh PRC taping. Yeah, he uh and you know, so I've been buying jeans off of him and okay. you know, I got a couple of coats and very like he's got a like a vintage vibe workwear. Okay. Right? I'll Old. check it out. Yeah, I dig it. Yeah, yeah, you've got the you've got the engineer hat. The you you kind of have a train look, like you're ready to go conduct a a train. Well, that's <laughs> like I'm I'm uh, working on rebranding, and I actually just got the name registration uh, confirmation as I was waiting for this. Beautiful. Uh, and so I want to go for like kind of that old vibe. And yeah. My new name. Uh, it just got registered. Is the smooth finish ceiling co. So. That'll be my, well, I don't think I'll change it on Instagram, uh, but uh, for operating in Saskatoon here, and I want to okay. go for that. You know, I've got a vintage kind of logo planned out, you know. Uh, yeah. You know, kind of that 50s vibe. Yeah. Go with that and kind of present myself that way. So Neat. Yeah. Are uh, you looking to maybe sell more swag that way? No. This is just for you. No, no, that's this is just branding in town, uh, really going after that ceiling market, right? Um, and you know, get my logos done up. I've never, never done much for marketing, right? In my work, uh, it's always just being word of mouth and and uh, take work as it comes. And now I want to kind of focus. I've been working on focusing just on ceiling refinishing. And I just want to be able to pick my jobs and, you know, so you need more jobs coming in if you want to pick and choose and just yeah go after that. And, and then, you know, expand, maybe some kids working for me. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, let's, before we get into what's occurring now, let's back up a little bit. Uh, I met Scott at, in Dallas, actually. I was wandering around the Dallas AWCI. It was Intex at that time show. And I kind of bumped yeah. into you. You, I think you were kind of one of the first, you know, drywall people that I really, that I really, you know, met besides like maybe, you know, I knew Joe and like Scott, but one of, you know, some of the influencers that I met through this show, this mm -hmm. has been a, a new, new for me branching out into other, you know, terrain of the drywall industry. This show has been hugely popular to get, you know, the Fresco Harmony brand going, um, but like just getting connected with a lot of people in the industry, which has been a lot of fun. Um, yeah, it's nice. I mean, like some of the social media is kind of getting uh, polluted, I think. You know, it's going to kind of be in this evolution. I mean, I think we were first chatting what, 15 years ago on drywalltalk.com, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's what got all this started, and you know, uh, then yeah, there's a nice community on Instagram, and it's kind of uh, it's getting I mean, Instagram's getting maybe a little bit toxic, 
and then you know how so how so ah well it's just it's how do you say it just constant popularity contest i mean it's polluted with all sorts of stuff you know you don't see what you want to see anymore i think maybe it's just uh too much there yeah so going, oh well i don't see what i want to see and just it's just feeding me garbage right yeah so yeah i don't get to see you know the drywall or that i want to see it's feeding me what it wants thinks i want to see which isn't yeah yeah <laughs> the all. algorithms or whatever and how yeah. you know how your feed is populated with uh posts yeah 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 because it it uh it built a pretty nice community there's still a community there but no. Do you uh, have a Scott Montgomery page or do you just have a drywall by design page? Uh, I have a photo page that I post. I haven't posted there for a while, but it's just okay. Like Scott M Montgomery, I think. And I put M. Montgomery. photos there that I think are decent, you know, just photos kind of, cause that's kind of, that's one of my hobbies. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then we hung out go through and find the ones from uh, Vegas. Uh, well, and, and post them up and uh, onto Instagram from when yeah, because we were hanging out, we were cruising around, having fun with Aaron and Sean, and you know all those characters. And uh, you were taking photos, and uh, yeah. you know, Intex uh, uh, Build Twenty Three was fun. You know, we it was a pretty good time. I mean, all things considered, it was a lot of fun, and you know, met oh, some yeah. people, and and you know, that night in particular was a lot of fun, hanging out, and uh, oh, yeah. you were cruising around taking photos. So yeah, we should unearth some of those photos. Uh, when I edit this, I could maybe even splice some of them in, and we'll point people towards your oh. uh, your photo page too, because um, I yeah, I do I, think I, it's I important to edit it. I just have to deal with them and like okay. You know. I'm well, maybe I mean, uh, maybe grab a couple and we can throw yeah. them up on the show or I can use them as advertisement leading up to yeah. our show. So that'd be yeah. cool. Um, how did you get going in drywall, Scott? How did you find this crazy industry? Yeah, my uh, my family is insurance. And, Beautiful. Uh, I didn't want to take that, pick up the reins on that one. My wife, actually, that's her, her gig. Uh, not the same side of insurance is my family's but i uh i'm not a desk person right uh, right uh so well way back i got my trucking license when i was 19 or something like that okay and at one point i went to uh out to edmonton alberta okay uh just to get away from saskatoon for a bit and then a family friend put me in touch with a drywall contracting outfit, Crystal Drywall in Edmonton. And he put me on because I needed to work out there and uh, put me on with a guy. And I worked with him for a few months. This is maybe uh, 25 years ago. Yeah. And and then, you know, I, I was young, like 22. You know? Okay. Yeah. And I had to get out of Edmonton. It was not, not my scene. So that left that, went back to trucking. And uh, did that for another 10 years, I think. And then I was just sick, right? Sick. Yeah. I was working for a big outfit and just the management and the all the crap that went on with it and long hours, right? I was driving. I would leave home at 5 in the morning and get home till 7 o'clock at night. Went see yeah. my kids. Like, they weren't up when I left. And they were in bed yeah. by the time I got home. 
Okay. And then you get laid off in the in the winter time. Um, you know, it was because I was uh, driving a concrete mixer, right? So okay. I found a guy on a site and I was like, hey, if I wanted to get back into drywall, you know, who do I talk to? Like, um, kind of handy. Like, I've always worked. So on wait a second, though. Let me stop you. You liked drywall for some reason. You had a taste of it and you, then you went back to trucking or something, but the seed had been planted and you were like, something about that mud I really like. I want to get back yeah. into that. That was you. And you're yeah, like, well, I mean, I saw it, I mean, something about it fascinated you. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've always worked on you know DIY stuff. Uh, my family's always had rental properties. So I've always, okay. you know, since, you know, when I was younger and learned, you know, a bit of the trade, uh, I never mastered it the first go round, but, you know, I got kind of the hang of it. Uh, but then I was like, hey, I could do that again. I mean, I need a change, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty uh, afflicted with ADHD pretty hard. You know, okay. so we need constant sure. change. Right? Yeah. Uh, it's kind of uh, the thing with with me. It's just I, I can't stay doing the same thing day after day, you know? Okay. So, yeah, I had to, I wanted to change. Found a guy. He's like, yeah, I'll take you on. Well, we'll try, I'll try you out, right? Yeah. And, uh, so I went work for him for a couple of days. He said, if it works out, you know, and then uh, he said, sure, I'll, uh, I'll give you 20 bucks an hour. So I told my wife, Hey, I'm quitting my union teamsters job with pension and benefits yeah. and, uh, yeah. and everything. I'm going to go be and, a drywaller. Uh, I'm going to go be a drywaller. <laughs> I'm going to be a taper. She's she like, thrilled. okay. I was pregnant at All the right. time too. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That was, oh, so she's That's like, okay, you do that. You do that. I'll file for divorce and you know, yeah. we'll meet back here. We'll meet back here on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, I mean, you know, but it, it worked out. I mean, uh, it was a definite change, right? So I yeah. worked for him for about maybe a year. Uh, and it was funny because um, back then, uh, Christmas time, I think it was. Around Christmas, he says one day he brings calls me to the shop. Scott, I don't think it's working out. Um, and he was a one man show. He's kind of same size, um, kind of same outfit as as I am now, maybe yeah. or I was a few years back. You know, doing just one man show. He just yeah. hired me on and said, I don't think you're going to cut it out, uh, make it as a taper. I don't think you're cut out for it. Okay. Okay. Well, shit. Uh, well, no. And this is Christmas time. Which is a bummer. And then he yeah. took off to Hawaii. I think he was just uh couldn't keep someone it was hard right. to keep work, right? And it I wasn't totally your it wasn't like, your performance. I don't I think it was more just like uh he just didn't wanna have to manage someone else, right? And keep work. And I get that, you know, find enough work to keep someone employed. Yeah. And I get that. I mean yeah. at the time I was miffed, but after uh my career in drywall i see oh yeah well i mean it's a bit keeping enough work to to support someone else and have someone else rely on you yeah uh to to find that work it can be stressful yep. right you know? yeah and uh so but then you know i just started getting my own jobs and okay so you went out on your own right after that 
he had yeah, taught you just, he had taught you enough that you felt comfortable going on your own yeah i uh i i was working for him for a year and we were doing a lot of custom homes rtms and everything uh big stuff i i had learned a fair bit about trade so i went and started yeah. doing repair work insurance work and whatnot you know i got my first time went went to got can-am tools i got a basic set of tools from the can rock here okay uh, you know a tube and some flushers and, and okay because he had all his tools i had my my pan and knife and stuff and can rock as a what? our local supplier sorry oh okay how, how do you spell that k-e-n-r-o-c can rock so, okay yeah. So that's a drywall distributor. So you went down there and you were like, um, I need some drywall tools. I'm going to buy a, 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 a tube and a, and some flushers. Yeah. Well, that's how, uh, I learned to tape, um, like, well, the guy I worked for ran a bazooka yeah. and, and uh, he had just started using boxes. Most of us, most of it had been hand finishing, but he went and got some North star boxes. Okay. Um, shortly before, uh we parted ways but it was mostly yeah. hand finishing then running uh the can-am tubes and flashers okay. for angles and whatnot right so, okay but that was a that, that was a good way to start right i mean for you well it's cheap right uh that's a cheap way to get into it and i for bang for your buck right so i was like yeah well, this is a no-brainer this is the first set of tools for doing sort of small jobs i'm gonna go in grab yeah. my tube and you know, okay. applicators and flushers and, you know. okay um so did that cool job just got bigger and bigger and then you know took on a big job which uh and it didn't charge near enough like, yeah a yoga studio or something like that okay you know friend of a friend's kind of thing and you know so it's like okay well buy a full tape tech set you know boxes bazooka learn how to run the bazooka because i'll with my old boss i'd only ever filled a bazooka for him i never actually run it yeah but you knew how you knew how fast it was Mm -hmm. yeah well that first one was a little frustrating because it was a tape oh yeah it was kind of stubborn and well i've heard good things about tape tech you you didn't have a good experience with tape tech out of the gate oh no no uh my no my box handle broke like the third job the okay. tape, the tape was always jamming up. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, didn't take long. And I was switched full to Columbia. You went to Columbia at that point. Okay. Yeah. Saw the light. I found a used Columbia taper and well, I bought a brand new box handle. And, okay. You know, and in tracking down secondhand stuff, that's, that's kind of the way I, I rolled for a long time. Just like find somebody who's selling a box or. Okay. Know, What's our timeline here at that point? Maybe you've been on your own for two years, three years. You're like 20, 25, 26. Uh, Like, no, no, I was, I was early thirties and I was okay. By then. Okay. 32, 33. Okay. I started then a couple, you know, uh, maybe. But that was right around drywall talk time. If you were 32 or 33. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It was right in there. Girl talk because I learned so much from those old guys like two buck Canuck and the captain. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. and everybody on there, right? Because that's a where... weird. It was such a weird platform. Um, yeah. Well, I remember trying to talk. I remember trying to talk about the color joint compound. Everybody just fucking ghosting me, and I was like, "Fuck this site, man!" It pissed me off so much. It's like. Yes, I could talk about, you know, I thought I had the I thought I had this revolution like that I was going to bestow upon the drywall community and nobody could give two shits. It was very well, drywallers. They don't want to yeah, change. I mean, no, it that, was very most frustrating. Most was arguing whether pan and knife or hawk and trowel was better. Right? Yeah. Well, and I think, too, people were learning like. Like that was the first foray into like being mean to each other like everybody yeah. was just so mean <laughs> it was right, like yeah. you know and then I, I like went over to facebook and i was like well they're still mean but they're not as mean and yeah. you know like there's more of them over in facebook so like screw that site and i was like just done with it you know yeah that uh well that's where i got my start with all of this i think you know i was making youtubes for you know uh showing off what am i working on today right if i look back at my first yeah, videos yeah that's what that was it right going doing site tours you know or two bucks okay. connect making videos showing me how to use hawk and trowel because i learned pan and knife and then okay know, uh basically learned hawk and trowel over the internet and drywall okay. talk, you know so that was instinctual you starting to create videos you saw maybe what some of these old schoolers were doing and you were like, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to create like content so that I can show what I'm doing. And you were posting, cause that's pretty early. My YouTube videos go back about that far, but I, I feel like I was even early on YouTube, like 12 years ago, you know, like early videos. Yeah. Way back. I mean, way back using a phone. <clears throat> yeah. 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 And then, uh, I wish I would have kept up YouTube. Now I have to restart it and stuff. I've got. Uh, and actually push that channel. I've always seen YouTube as an extremely valuable tool in that you can make a YouTube video and then just like somebody's like, hey, Nick, how do I patch blah, blah, blah? Or, you know, what are you doing to mix mud? And it's like copy YouTube video, paste it to the text here. Check, the, check out this video. This is how I make samples done. You know, yeah. like I think yeah, it's well, good for that. And it's a it's a good place to keep all your video content like I don't even care like if my video if they click on a video and it goes from my website to YouTube like I don't care about any of that it's like yeah fine go go subscribe to the YouTube page you know yeah well it's such I mean you can put in stuff and it'll stay there right I have yeah. to it's that's another thing on the to-do list is really move sure. more that direction and sure uh, you know make stuff that's valuable like uh Lydia Drow Shorty she's you know yeah probably she's the best so, teacher on here right she's on, so uh, good yeah right uh really skilled her and Peck Drywall yeah uh, you know, <laughs> Paul like, Peck yeah yeah, really yeah I've tried to get him uh he's you know I feel like some people maybe aren't ready or they're like nervous, so they don't want to do it, but they don't really want to say that they're nervous to come on the show. So they just kind of like, don't do it. Or maybe they just don't want to do it. I don't know. But like, you know, I think Paul falls into that category, but I'd love to interview him and be like, dude, what are you, how mm -hmm. do you have so many freaking followers? It's crazy. You know, the amount uh, of followers yeah, that he, he does. He caters to a, a market that's much larger than most, right? I mean, uh, 
like I'm catering. Well, a lot of people cater to professional drywallers, right? And he's right. catering to the DIY market. The DIYer. Right? Here's how you mix up a batch of mud. And I think yeah. Lydia's like following suit there too. Yeah. She's she's doing a lot more newbie uh, videos, which is smart. Yeah, well, definitely because uh, most drywallers, like I know how to drywall, I can't learn anything. Yeah, that's the curse of yeah. us. You know, so <laughs> yes. many. I've I've tried to buck that trend. You know, throughout my career, I'm I don't drive all the same way two jobs in a row. I mean, yeah. I'm always like switching the way I do a process, uh, whatever process, running angles. I'm like, ah, I'm gonna try it this way this time, and yeah, it works, right? You know, I have an example of that. Do you have an example of within the last two weeks where you learned something new that you had been putting off or didn't think that you would do it that way and you switched? Because I do, I have an example. Um. Yes. Well, a couple. Besides overalls. Besides overalls. <laughs> yeah. Um, one <laughs> is I always, you know, uh, I don't have a knife here, but I always wondered why guys would go and they coat with a, a trowel or whatever or a knife and then clean their edges uh, with a five inch or something. Right. Oh, uh, yeah. Instead of like, I've always cleaned my edge with whatever trowel or, you know, 10 inch knife I've been using at the time. Sure. And then I was watching uh, ZK. Uh, okay. Uh, no, not ZK, TK. Teak drywall? Uh, Teak drywall? T- oh, TK, TK, yeah. Yeah. And uh, what's his, uh, his wife's name? Maria or Marie? Uh, they make, their stuff is gorgeous, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was watching him and he does that. Like, why does he do that? Then I, yeah. it, it kind of tweaked. Uh, it makes a really nice looking joint, right? Sure. Very straight because uh, the, yeah. the knife is is um, stiffer and it's not ah okay. A bit. You know, and it's it's just something that clicked. Same that and what was the other thing? Oh, talking to uh, uh, Tech Dry. Uh, okay. I was actually chatting with him on on uh, my phone. <laughs> yeah. When yeah. we were in Vegas, what? Yeah. Uh, you know, just talking about tools and knives and and mm-hmm. said, well, why is like what's the real difference in in blue steel and uh, stainless? It's just something I never really thought about, right? Sure. I just I've I've used stainless knives forever. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's just the way I work. And it's like, well, blue steel, I mean, they're tougher and you can yeah. sand out nicks and stuff. They don't bend. I'm like, yeah, that's right. The, any blue steel knives I have are ancient. Yeah. And I've got a pile <laughs> of broken nick stainless knives. And it's just something that you, you think you'd, you'd learn. And to a lot of people, like, yeah, no kidding. Like, and I right so many things. And the yeah. newest and the greatest and the latest. And I'm like this old school knowledge, this thing that I should... I just, you know, was stubborn and uh, yeah, yeah. And- uh, uh, I always use steel because I noticed on the larger knives they would wave. The stainless mm-hmm. would wave, and so I was like, "Fuck that!" I would rather have my knife stay straight, especially the twelve, fourteen, or whatever. So I just started using blue steel, and then it's like in your head, blue steel's better, or you know. And so, but when it goes to uh, trowels. Like I always use blue steel, but with the new sealer, it started to uh, rust really quickly. And then the rust would get into your stuff. You can't clean the sealer off, just a nightmare. 
where it, with the pool trowel that we use, a 14-inch pool trowel, the stainless is better because the shank doesn't allow so much space for it to wave. It cleans yeah. better. It has more flex, like a myriad of, of reasons why the stainless is better. You know, but that didn't occur to me until a couple of years ago, maybe a year ago, you know, I mean, I've been doing this for 20 years. Um, most yeah. recently though, my guy, Jack, and you might think this is stupid, but like, I've always been like, I just use 90 minute quick set. Like I just use 90 minute gives me yeah. plenty of time. I don't waste any quick set. <laughs> and my, and my guy, Jack's like, Oh, I use five minutes. And then I was I was watching uh, Mudman Dan. He's he's a big five minute mud guy. And I'm like, okay. how can you even use five minute? You don't even have time to like mix it up. Well, I was doing some patches this last week, like several batches, rounds of patches. Like you know, it's like they build up, you know. And then I got to go back and do all these colored patches. And uh, sure as shit, man, that five minute worked like a fucking champ, man. <laughs> and, I, and it took a, it took a little bit. I had to figure out like, oh, you know, I mixed too much and it went off too quick, you know, because I'm used to mixing up oh. a lot of quick set. And then I mixed up just the right amount and I was able to put it on. And you don't want to use any muddy water, like warm water with that shit. Like there's no messing around with five minutes. Like mix up the exact oh. amount, <laughs> clean water, go put it on. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm sold. I'm sold now, you know, but there was like a, a week long learning curve is all. Yeah. Five minutes has its, its place. It's handy here. Unfortunately, like we can only get it in tiny little bags. So okay. Like too expensive. You got to go to home Depot and home pay home Depot prices for like a little bag. Uh, at one point I did buy like a case of it just to have, right. Handy. Oh, right. Like, yeah. Most of it's... my work is repair work. Right. Um, you know, fixing ceilings and going in and patching them. Sure. But I just have a big tub of 20 minute now. I've kind of in the middle. Okay. In the middle. Yeah. Now 20 is usually fast enough. By the time you come around again, it's hard, hard, right? And, you know, by the time you go to you your truck and mix up it, some more. And I don't know if you do this, but instead of carrying the bags around that get ripped and are super messy, I'll put, I'll put it into one of my gallon sealer buckets. Like I'll clean out a gallon sealer bucket with a lid and I find that keeps it really clean. And then I've always got a little bit of quick set on me. Um, yeah, I, I usually have it in my trailer because I use it quite a bit. Um, yeah. I have like a, a pail, like a four-gallon pail, I think it is. Okay. You know? And it fits a bag pretty much perfect. Oh, uh, there you go. So I, I just dump in, you know, I've got my Durabond, a pail of Durabond labeled on it. And 45 minutes, 20 minutes. and There you go. And concrete fill, which I don't think you guys have down there. I think it's pretty much a Western Canadian thing, but it's it's a miracle uh, compound. <laughs> it's the best. What's it called? I got concrete fill. Um, it's only in Western Canada, for, as far as I know. Okay. Um, and it's it's a setting compound, but it's got like a fiberglass in it, a bit of fiberglass reinforcement and an aggregate. Beautiful. So gets, you can really fill large holes with it, big okay. gaps. And then it doesn't get hard like Durabond. Like it's hard, but you can scrape it, you know, where Durabond is not, you know, you're you're kind of out of luck if you Oh, so in. it's strong and malleable. Yeah. So you can kind of scrape it down, you know, you fill a big blowout or whatever. Okay. And it uh, and it doesn't shrink. It's amazing. Interesting. It's only, Interesting. only for us cool guys in Western Canada. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. Think Winnipeg and, and East. 
That's it. it it's quite strange. Okay. Uh, we have a s stuff called Structolite down here. You probably have yeah. that. You have that. Uh, we don't have that. And I think that's as far as I've, you know, deduced the closest. Thing. It's badass. Right? Yeah. I yeah. Really you can fill. Well, I want to get someone like Aaron to sponsor a big meetup where we all bring our, our compound and our, our different, you know, methods from a, around North America. Cause it's so different, you know? Yeah. That's one thing yeah. I've learned on this, you know, social media and, and the internet is, uh, people that they argue over these things. It's like, well, he's using different materials. Yeah. He's got yeah. a different environment. He's got, <laughs> it's completely different. So your way is might be right where you are, but it's not yeah. right where he is. It's, yeah. And atmospheric, uh, you know, it's dry down here. It's dry and hot down here in the Southwest, you know, five minutes kind of, you know, you don't really need it. Yeah. I mean, regular mud will go off pretty quick, you know? Yeah. So it's a little different, but, um, I mean, I think the drywall podcast has done that a little bit. It's created, you know, because if you go back, we do have people listen to the episodes pretty religiously, you know, we have 11,000 downloads, but like, like you're talking about, I'll interview people and we'll ask similar questions. You know, we'll talk about, we get into pricing a lot and like these sorts of things. And it's different from region to region. And you kind of start to get an idea as far as a meetup, uh, there was some talk on the table of uh, CSR hosting like a drywall Olympics. And we were talking mm. about that a little bit, which would be a lot of fun, uh, you know, and I don't think it's off the table. Um, but, you know, we're just in in sort of discussion about it. And I, I got to I, remind me, I got to make an order for five of you, the big sheets of it, just while, you know, thinking about CSR. Yeah. Yeah. I have a, uh, I have a, I have a case of that shit, man. It's awesome. Uh, we just did a a wood tongue and groove ceiling. And uh, yeah, you like mud it up with like quick set. And in that instance, you would use 90 because it just gives you plenty of time. Mud up the the tongue and groove and then uh, sheet the whole thing with uh, fibrofuse. Really? You went right, right over yeah. wood? Like I went over tile recently, dude. Tile. No joke. What? Five fusing. Like a good bonding primer or something. No. No. Just yeah. quick set. No primer. Oh, I've done I the oh, first man. time I did it was like 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. Never fail off. Never failed. <laughs> uh, I just like I did a ton of groove ceiling. I didn't use mud though. I just uh it was a big house. It was funny because they had flipped it or someone had built it and it's brand new. Uh, well not brand new, they renovated it. Sorry. And uh -huh. I think they had done it for their, their parents and their parents decided, no, actually we don't want that house. We don't want to move. Okay. And they had put a pile of work into it. And one of the things was a tongue and groove ceiling, like a okay. flap or whatever. Was Whole it painted? Place. Uh, painted white. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, and so the new owners, they didn't want it. Yeah. So then these people had like ripped out the entire ceiling. Um, okay. And put up OSB on the ceiling and then nailed the shiplap or tongue groove okay. uh, up to the whole ceiling. And then sure. the new owners went and said, ah, oh, we don't want that. Come and sheet over it. So brand new, never been lived in. And so I went in and went to town, but the house is moving. They just had to make the back of this big cracks in it. It's like, oh man, you've got a foundation issue. Like now, I like, mean, there's a question. Would it be faster to fibrofuse over the top of it or resheet it and refinish, you know? 
uh for me just reshoot call my guys and they had it yeah. boarded and you know no problem a thousand square feet of ceiling they had it boarded okay in, you know a day and i came in and just tape it like a new yeah construction right brand new drywall okay, okay. you know and yeah. rather than spending all that time i mean and also that it wasn't solid on there either like the tongue and sure. was kind of you have a little flex it was a diy kind of flipping kind of situation right so there's a lot of okay. stuff like ooh. Yeah, uh, I don't I don't want to get too stuck on certain things. I did want to talk about your, you know, the photography interests me a little bit. The fact that you are uh, an influencer. How how did that come to be? Like you started making uh, due to drywall talk, maybe you just started getting good at making these influential type videos or videos where you're explaining things. And did companies start to reach out to you early on? How did that go? Um, that was, well, yeah, Drywall Talk started making videos. And then another uh, forum I was on back then was the Festival Owners Group. Okay. Uh, just do like the plain act sander, right? Because I was early in, like I got okay. my, I was power sanding way back. It wasn't long after I went on my own that I ran into a guy and he was like, showed me his porter cable. I'm like, you can't power sand drywall no way yeah no man you can't watch this yeah so i went and got myself a porter cable and and then shortly after that the plan x was released bought that and so then i was on the you know geeked out on festival yeah you and like so trying had... you like trying new tools like you have that weird exoskeleton oh, tool I, I like I like said, sometimes I every job i would change up and like oh you know so it's <laughs> Right now, I'm I'm focusing on like I need a system. I want a system that I can train guys on. Yeah, you know, this is every job we do exactly the same. But uh, yeah, in in the past, I very much it's like I'm gonna run my angles with a flusher and then a an angle head or an angle head then a flusher. I'm gonna use you know this mud that mud. Right. You know, I guess that so. could be a loop. That could be a bad loop that you get into where it's like, there's so many different methods that you try something new every job yeah. and you don't, you never get any faster. Um, sometimes I see yeah. your setup with like the sanding and you've got the exoskeleton and you've got all this stuff and your tool belt. And it's like, it must take that guy like an hour to get, just, just to get ready to well, like, I mean, it, it, I am bad for that. Like, cause I'm a tool geek, whatever. <laughs> yeah. right? oh, I need all this stuff. And I spend so much time setting up, but yeah, I mean, it's so nice. Like when I'm, I'm almost 50, right? Like, you, like yeah. Yeah. So and having my uh, arms over my head for hours on end, sanding a ceiling. Yeah. Okay, let's talk but about yeah, that. The, let's talk about that tool. What's it called? It, it's made by Hilti, correct? Yeah, it's the XO uh, S is the new one. XO second iteration. Okay. And uh, yeah, it just gives a little. It's like bungee cords. It gives you a little bit of help right here. Okay. Just, and then okay, it's like so it comes up behind you and just lifts your arms a bit. Okay. Okay. I can get with that. I can get with that. Um, is this, it's, is the XOS, the modifications that they've made to like the second, uh, pretty substantial. I mean, have you used both? Uh, it's all about comfort and adjustability, right? Okay. Um, you know, uh, Hilti is very much a tool crib type company, big, you know, uh, we aren't their market as much as giant corporations. So they go out and, you know, subscribe to their, you know, fleet system and yeah, you know, it's a company that's going to buy 10 of those things and have them in the crib and they're okay. shared, right? Okay. So this thing now yeah. it's got, 
you know, you just go and set it to your size medium and, you know, adjust it. And you can do that quickly where the old one was very finicky on adjusting, okay. and setting it up for your, to fit you and, and whatnot. It took a little bit. And right. you like that tool now. Okay. How much does that tool cost? Like, uh, what's the retail price I on think that? Now it's a thousand us. They came down okay. a new one for somebody like me. Would you say, is it worth it to drop a thousand bucks on this exoskeleton and the time it takes to put it on? These are legit questions. Yeah. Uh, once it's set up for you, it, it's like putting on a backpack. So how long okay. does that take? No know? biggie. Okay. Yeah. Um, and for me, it's it's a savior, right? Like, cause okay. you know you're sitting there, well, you know, yeah, and yeah. It's even got the new one's got a neck headrest, it's got a little little right? neck thing, <laughs> and that is just so nice. You sit, sit there, and I try, like, I go back, and I'm like, uh, some days when I'm doing a ceiling, and I I work without it, and I'm like, oh my god, this is. I mean, okay. a lot of guys say, oh, you're getting weak or whatever, but uh, yeah. There sands a lot. I don't know if you've seen him. Your muscles, your muscles are atrophying. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> Sir Sands a lot. Who's a guy in Edmonton? I think the same job as me. Ceilings. Okay. He's a power lifter. He uses. Oh, one. okay. He uses one. Yeah. He get he, he gets his one. workout at the gym. He's like, I'll do my workout yeah. properly because I get that thing right in the shoulder. You know, I'm holding the hawk. Yeah. I'll get it right there. You know, well, if I'm doing, doing this all day. And yeah. that thing doesn't restrict you, which is really nice. You can be like this. I mean, I don't like now I'm all spraying. I'm sitting on the ground and, you know, yeah, my you know, big blades, none of this anymore. Yeah. Because yeah. that destroys you. And then, you know, it's, you wake up days like this, and you're like, oh, I can't move. Time to go to the okay. Cairo or the massage okay. therapist, right? You know, so for okay. me, I mean, for guys that are doing the ceilings, I think it's worth it. I mean, okay. Uh, when you're like this for hours on end. Maybe not, you know, just regular drywall taping. It's good, but yeah, the ceilings is where it's really at, right? Very cool. Very cool. Um, yeah, that one is always that one has always interested me. And at the same time, I I pull the drywall card where I'm like, that's stupid, you know. Mm-hmm. Like my I miss just like any other drywaller. I'm like, you know, I have in the back of my head. I'm always oh, yeah. putting I'm put down everything. You know, well, it's, <laughs> until you try it or talk to talk to somebody about it. And it's like, oh, okay, well, that makes sense. You know, yeah. I could try that well, out. And they're they're coming out with more. I'm actually going to going to Hilti I'm, in two weeks, I leave. Cool. Going over to Switzerland, Liechtenstein. Beautiful. Another Hilti event. Um, so uh, let me go see what they've got a bunch of new stuff on up there sleeping. Cool. Thank, I'm going to guess there's going to be like that. That one's XOS for XO shoulders. Okay. And they've teased that there's going to be more. So maybe they will have one. Uh, Sure. It runs all the way down the body, maybe for legs or whatever too. Yeah. Knees or whatever. Who knows? Yeah. 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 Uh, But yeah, I had there on the, well, the events on the 24th, but uh, I fly to Paris next week. I think it is. Very cool. Yeah, good for you. Good for you. I dig that. I dig that, Scott. Um, you're always up to cool new things and showing people in the drywall community how to, you know, use these different tools and you know get better at the trade. And I think that's super cool. And you're sharing your stuff. And I mean, even some of the photography stuff. I think I've seen some of that where you're out in a field or something picking daisies and 
taking yeah. photos you know i dig yeah, that yeah i stuff. just got like we just traveled across north america this summer and i just got a bunch of film love uh, it process yeah like analog stuff oh some of it just it's just good i'm just like ah and yeah get, uh, this little film camera that's you know cost me 200 bucks i got in stockholm like okay. i can ditch my big rig and yeah. yeah it's it's treated me i mean pretty well like the whole thing and it was just yeah a natural progression from that drywall talk and you know all of a sudden yeah. like well when we started it was uh you know you're lucky to get a t-shirt or something like that and then you know just the it built up and companies started to say hey look this guy's got you know ten thousand followers or whatever right and yeah maybe you know we can use that and now it's uh you know social media is the way i guess you know companies are all over it and i get spoiled a bit yeah yeah well for our trade it absolutely is because what are you going to do throw a commercial on tv about the new bazooka you know yeah. i mean people don't care i mean the hilti tool can be used by many different trades you know that's mm -hmm. kind of a unique one but you know drywall specific tools there really is no way to market outside of influencers you know mm -hmm. in this in the space instagram is you know it's it's a yeah. direct link to these people i think it's really forwarded the whole you know industry well among, amongst the people that are involved i'm always curious will you run into guys that you know they don't watch instagram they don't do anything they're just old school tapers and they're stuck in their ways but there's so much uh, that's being developed between different companies like Can-Am and Columbia, yeah, and all yeah. that, you know, smoothing blades and yeah. and uh, different applicators and flushers and products. And well, Trimtex, Trimtex is a huge one. They had a huge yeah. part in me developing my company. Like I went down to, well, I met Joe, you know, yeah, yeah, 2012 or something like that. I went to Chicago yeah. in 2014, you know, way back before Instagram. If you haven't been to Trimtex to do the drywall art training stuff and learn about their specialized beads and some of their even their regular beads, I highly recommend it. It's well worth the money. And um, those guys are so cool over there. And it's just a phenomenal oh. facility to see. Yeah, Joe and, well, Noe, who uh, yeah, one of the product guys, some of my favorite people. I always look yeah. forward to seeing them. And, yeah. I mean, I've had... Well, Joe, when I met Joe was, yeah, I don't know, 15 years ago. I don't know, or maybe not, no, not quite 15. It was 2013, I think, maybe. And uh, I thought he was a salesman. He came to my job and just kind of, uh -huh. you know, selling me on Trimtex. And he was, he was a salesman. Yeah. Uh, he was, he was doing his route. And then I got a call later saying, oh, the president wants to send you this uh, corner roller or sander or something like that. Like the president. Yeah, Joe Coney. <laughs> like that was the president? Yeah. What? Nicest yeah. guy. But you know, yeah. Uh, it's yeah, it was really good. Unfortunately, it sounds like they discontinued a lot of the the decorative yeah. crown moldings and yeah. So I have a podcast with Joe uh, early on. Uh he was, yeah. you know, he was he's always been supportive of Fresco Harmony. Uh, he, you know, I reached out to him right away. I was like, Hey man, I'm doing this podcast. I want you to be on. And he was totally, you know, heck yeah, let's set it up. And, uh, um, we talk about discontinuing those products and why, and, um, you know, they're still available. 
you can you can order those products sort of special order, which I don't think a lot of people know. But then if you have never used Stepple or Champ or whatever, you wouldn't know to even order them. But it's such cool stuff. Um, right. I, I had the opportunity to do two full houses in Stepple, three quarter inch. 350 and also the return all of the all of the doors were return step yeah it was a bitch but it was really cool like like there's no other house like that you know yeah I, like, i've done a few like i got into that drywall art thing and yeah it's cool i mean wainscoting i did a couple jobs like full wainscoting like everything yeah doors, trimmed out yeah. all the doors with drywall yeah. Super fun. So much work. I mean, it's like, how do you charge for this? Right. They were so cool. And that's just something a drywall guy could throw an extra 10 grand. If the builder knew about it, you know, mm. if they were aware, if the drywall guy had the capacity to sell, you know, but I don't, I don't think as drywall guys, we're inclined to be salesmen. We just kind of want to go do the job, do finish it, smooth it out, let the, we can either paint it or let the painter come in. I struggle with the sales part. That same with that, you know, I've tried the Venetian plaster and, yeah. and the, you know, the drywall crown moldings and, and all that. And uh, I'm not like Joe. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Know, that's that sell sales pitch thing. Yeah. Um, it's just not my forte doing the work. You know, that that's why I like this ceiling refinishing. Yeah. Everybody, well, I mean, there are thousands and thousands and thousands of houses where I am that have a popcorn ceiling. And there's a transition right now yeah. uh, from that generation that owned those houses to mm -hmm. my generation or a little bit younger that are buying yeah. them up and saying, I, I'm i whacking out these walls. I want a new ceiling. So they're okay. willing to pay. And you don't really have to look for the work as much. It's yeah. not a sales pitch. It's like, look, I can yeah. make your ceiling flat. It's going to be perfect. And they yep. go, okay, I want that. I yeah. hate this texture. Yeah. It's Whereas, a no like, brainer. Trying to sell Venetian plaster, you're like, well, it's, you know, trying to explain it or, or, uh, fresco or draw yeah. art for me. Yeah. It's like, it's a process and you gotta like sell someone on it. Right. Yeah. Well, like, the builders are stuck in their way with, right? with pop with the popcorn ceilings. We do a bunch of those. They don't have to paint. I mean, yeah, they have to pick a color, but you smooth the ceiling out and, you know, cause you grind all that popcorn off and then you have this ugly ass where they just did a base coat or a tape and two mm -hmm. coat. It looks like crap. So now I can just smooth the ceiling out twice and seal it. And then they don't have to paint. So that's kind of like, you know, six of one half a dozen of another and we'll go over the popcorn in some instances especially if it has asbestos we do encapsulation yeah. i don't know if you do that do you do you get into that uh, or do you have them abate the popcorn uh you just, well i want to try encapsulating it um i i got all trained up on the abatement and okay the, the train scared me yeah what a bitch <laughs> fuck I that i don't want to touch that you know, like this stuff is yeah. scary. Um, well, you get into but... the bureaucracy of like, you know, sickness oh. and uh, and all, now it's like you're guaranteeing nobody's going to get sick. And it's like, fuck that, dude. I'll come in and run mud over. Sign here that says that I'm not responsible. And Go ahead. The, like dealing with the government, like the money, it's it's so much, so many hoops to jump through uh, just to, to do an abatement thing. Okay. And okay. the government doesn't give any help. They say you can't 
take asbestos out without training and all this other stuff, but they don't give you help for training or, you know, any subsidizing for the okay. people who are taking it out. So there's going to be a ton of people just going, I'm not following the rules. I'm just yeah. going to take it out, contaminate someone's house. Or, I, I mean, it's honestly, I mean, I'm so fast at skimming anyways that I can skim out a popcorn ceiling because people don't consider the mess. I see the, I see the festival like burning that popcorn off. It looks fabulous, but you're still getting particles that are airborne, you know, in that instance, it's not a hundred percent clean, but it's oh, no. pretty, no, I'd it's, say it's pretty like, darn yeah. clean. No, but it's not near clean enough for asbestos. And, no, you know, I, I, I can like, well, I use a sprayer, right? And to put okay. my mud on, I just have my Mark oh. five. So I just stand there and, you know, load okay. it on so I, I can bury it. Uh, cool. I haven't done a full ceiling of like where I haven't sanded it at all yet. Okay. Um, I'd like to try it, but most of the time that like, I, I almost prefer a painted ceiling. Then I just yeah. give it a quick shot just to like level everything out a little bit. There you go. And then bury it. Right. Yeah. It, otherwise it just chatters. You go on, it chatters and you got to really float it and put it on a pile of mud. Yeah. You know, he, but... yeah. My guy Jack will like take his 12 and like scrape it you know, scrape the yeah. the like tips off, you know, before he, yeah. before he goes back. And, but yeah, stuff is still going airborne at that point. What mm. I've found is if you, if you get it wet, even with the painted popcorn, if you like, if I, if I lay that mud out um, and let it sit, even a big, like four foot, five foot section, um, it'll lay down like, and then you go back and you, and you mud it out. It'll actually, you know, that moisture will seep through and it'll like lay down a little better than if you just try to mm -hmm. cover it, then you get the ridges. Um, if you lay a bunch of mud out, it'll kind of compress a little bit. That's just what I've found. So I yeah, like there, there are... sections at a time, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Every ceiling's different as this, yeah for me i mean yeah they someone's painted it with different paint different order different texture well yeah and so like the last mm -hmm. job i did it's just you know i went in there and uh this big like almost two thousand square feet of ceilings multi-levels vaults and, and i yeah. thought oh this, this is gonna be easy this is you know this stuff will come down easy no i was fighting it like it was in between like uh like it was painted a little bit in a, a good part of it so it was hard to take off, but it was too easy to take off to leave it and just coat it, right? Because it would okay. probably just fall. Okay. So I was almost thinking, like, I should have just wet it and scraped it, even though I'm stubborn. I'm just like, I have my system. Yeah, yeah. Every job, I sand it, I coat it. You know, yeah. I don't scrape. That's not my job, you know? Yeah. And that one, I was kind of thinking, it probably would have been easier just to come in there with a paint sprayer and just soak it all with water. Yeah. Scrape it. Yeah. You know, in hindsight, but still, it's like I have my system and I want to be able to, you know, just, you know, have higher university students to come in or whoever, young guys, and just this is what you do. These are the steps. Here, it's written down. Step one, mask. Step two, sand. <laughs> you know, step yeah. three, you know, you know, and on and on. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. That's, that's you a gotta, tough road. <laughs> yeah, you got to uh, you got to kind of pivot a bit. Not yeah, be so stubborn. But, You're diving yeah. into the realm of the possibility of hiring uh, people to help. 
that seems uh, like a cha- challenging endeavor. It like I would like to. We'll see. I'm not yeah. very good at managing. Yeah, it's not my forte. I've had like I've done big custom jobs and stuff, and had you know subcontracted uh, stuff out and had guys work for me, and it's stressful, right? I mean, yeah, especially drywall. You know, drywall. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, you know, some are great, others. Not yeah. so much. Yeah. You know, it's, I can't imagine the guys I see that are running like 10 plus crews. You know, I've got friends that are doing, you know, mm-hmm. they've got all sorts and yeah. they can manage. And my, my dad's yeah. best buddy uh, used to be the biggest game in town and mm-hmm. he'd have like 15 crews or 20 crews going yep. on. Right. I'm just like, how do you do that? The dude I interviewed that drops tomorrow from Las Cruces, he's got like 60 guys, you know, we talk about subbing and, you know, some, how he pays and, you know, things like that. It's very, it's just seems really hard. Like, you know. Yeah. Well, I see, I, uh, there's a guy just down the street from me who has one of the bigger outfits in town right now. (laughs) I see the guys Friday, you can see them driving down the drywallers and their cars. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh yeah, going to get paid, pick up their paychecks. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's funny because you, yeah. you can spot them a mile away. They're going to get their checks and, you know, pick them up at the boss's place. And, you know, yeah. Uh, so you just, you get, you get set up a little roadblock and just like peel a couple of them off, pay them, pay them yeah. a couple of dollars extra. Well, <laughs> Go I'm ahead saying, and hunt those guys. I don't want a drywall. I don't want to hire drywallers. I want to hire green guys that, you, you know, want to hire green people. To, yeah. Okay. I want to hire young guys that are, you know, got strong backs, you know, who can do yeah. this for yeah. hours on end. Okay. Because what I do isn't complex. It's just takes a okay. lot of tools, you know, okay. to do it the way I'm doing it. And it's a system, right? Um, okay. It's the same way every time. We're, we're, a lot of drywall, you have to know a lot of it, right? To be a taper, you know, yeah. you have to know, uh, you know, how to coat bead, how to, you know, properly tape everything so it doesn't yeah. fail, yeah. right? And every job's different. You go into a custom house, you have to know, okay, I got to start there, there, and do this yeah, and this step yeah. and I got to put on the bead and I got to, you know, you got to learn. It takes at least a year. Like for me to teach a guy how to tape a house and leave him. Yeah. Yeah. It would take at least a year, I would say. Yeah. You know, to, to train him up and to trust. At least. I mean, apprenticeship programs three years, you know, which mm-hmm. I don't think is far-fetched to learn, yeah. you know, to be journeyman. You know, yeah. I mean, they're giving it three years. Yeah. But I figured just to get them so you can like, not have to babysit them constantly so you can come back yeah. and work on the job still. Yeah. But um to get something done and have them making you money, you know? Yeah. Rather than cost. Yeah. yeah. For me, like with the ceilings, oh man, he can be making money day one for me, right? Okay. You know, just strap a sander onto him or, you know, you gotta cover the floors, right? Because that's half my job is containment. So uh, yeah. you gotta go. Okay, cover all the floors. Build the dust containment. Mask this. Mask that. Okay. Yep. And then okay, strap that sander on. Yeah. Go to town, and then you know the the trickier stuff like skimming it. You know, I gotta go and do the repair work, but you know, yeah. a lot of that still is okay. Here's how to do a patch. Doesn't take yeah. long to train that. How to bust out a seam and make it disappear? That takes some practice, but yeah. Um. You know, that's, that's something I can focus on myself, do the tricky stuff, but the rest of it. Yeah. Probably the train, you know, here's how to run a paint sprayer, you know, take, that'll yeah. take a little bit of practice, but yeah. Cause I do everything start like 
uh, start to finish, you know, painted, done. Turnkey. painters anymore. I don't want to yeah. have that, that, that fight, you know, like, oh, well, the joints are showing because of you. No. Yeah. It's Let's like, see, don't like, worry. Scrapey. Don't worry, painter. I'll just paint it. It's not that big a deal, you yeah. know? So, so yeah. I started doing all the painting myself just so I can Although paint. there was probably a learning curve for you to figure out that sprayer. I mean, that's definitely an art to, uh, you know, get good. Oh, yeah. Get good at like laying down paint so it doesn't look like a hack job, you know. I have my, that's another, you know, I have my system. It's, it's done the same way. Well, also, so I know when I go back, mm -hmm. I use this paint, I use this roller, you know, if I have to match it. Yeah. Again, right? Because if you have to repair something, because the electricians went and to town yeah. on it swiss you cheese know. <laughs> you know so that's it's that's why i like my system because i can go back i know i used this flat ceiling paint and i use this roller you know so i can go back and uh and match it because i back roll everything and right. you know, i want everything to be able to to match and, and whatnot so again systems I love systems. Yeah. You know, drywallers are all about systems. I mean, even the, even the trim techs, you know, specialty beads, it's about systems, you know, and learning, learning something new, learning those systems is, is yeah. challenging. But I think, I think drywallers are system oriented, you know, because oh, yeah, you drywall yeah. is a big system. Yeah. You know? If you, if you don't do one right, you know, it's going to bite. That's, I think a big part of why people are so reluctant to change and try something like, uh, Five of fuse, for example, right? Yeah. I mean, because if if you screw up, up if that five of fuse fails, you know, um, you're going back, and it could cost you ten grand. You know, if you do a big house, and all of a sudden, you know, that tape, that new tape that you tried, mm -hmm. fails on you. Well, and you got to go in and redo the whole freaking place. Yeah, that's. Yeah. So I I can see why guys are are afraid of change, right? Yeah, because, sure. You know, if one step, oh my God, it's it costs you days, right? Yeah, I know it this way, and uh, that's that's the way I do it because I know that's the way it works. I don't yeah. want to risk it. Yeah, not working, right. Scott Montgomery, drywall by design. Um, what else? M Montgomery on Instagram. If you want to check out some of his photos you do have a youtube page what's that Drawal by design people can tap your linktree account and then you and then have access to all scott's uh glorious uh links yeah yeah okay. i still have to work on that and build that again like okay the, that's cool it's a uh, yeah it's a work in progress the whole thing one thing I ask at the end of every episode is a pearl of wisdom that you could bestow upon the drywall community. What would it be? Oh, uh, probably keep an open mind and like be willing to try new stuff, you know, um, because that's changed everything that I've done. Like right from day one, it's like, Hey, trying to hawk and trial, you know, try a different system basically. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And yeah you know, on a small job or something like that. Yeah. Like, take a tip, learn, you know, don't be so <laughs> stuck in your ways. Yeah. There's so many people are, it's so bad. People bicker and fight and like, oh, my way's the best. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and be nice to people. Yeah. You no, know, that's basically it. Yeah. You know. We're all in this together, man. <laughs> yeah. My favorite people are, you know, people that criticize, but positive criticism, right? When you sure. see stuff online. 
not just like, oh, that's the wrong way you suck. I'd never hire you. But like, hey, maybe try it this way. Yeah, or ask you know, the question. It, ask the question why. You know, what do you think of that tool? Mm-hmm. You know, where that helps you hold your hands up in the air is would you buy that for that amount of money and why? And it's like, oh, okay, well, he's doing it this way. You know, the three-way, you've probably seen the three-way with Royce and Steve. You yeah. know, it's a new way of doing corners. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could easily put that down, be like, I do everybody does corners the same way. They all look good. I don't know why you'd waste the time or money on that. And it's like, well, Royce is an old school drywall dude, and he was fashioning those three ways to incorporate into his system before he even started marketing them. So I have to ask myself, oh, that's interesting. If Royce was doing that, then there must be some value to it. You know, why would he do that? You know, what what about made him what about that system made him so proactive that he invented a product around it? You know, and and my entrepreneur mind just like asks wants to ask that question. That's interesting, you know. If he's doing it, maybe it is faster, you know. Well, that's what I've always thought. It's like someone made this and someone got it to work. Uh-huh. So I'm, I like sometimes I'll just I, I want to make this thing work. Even it costs me so much time. It takes me all day or whatever. Yeah. Someone made it work. But yeah. Sometimes you run across stuff it's like no, this is dumb. This is the way. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and you try it and you try it. Like, I mean, I don't personally like the three way thing, but I mean, I've been following yeah. for fifteen years. Yeah. Um, and I. But let me ask I, you this: Have you tried the three way yet? I I did a couple okay. times couple times maybe i have to practice more but again i don't do a lot of that anymore right i don't do new construction i don't right right i'm doing ceiling like yeah it'd have to be a situation where you're you're zooming out a whole house and then leaving those three ways till the end and then going through and having your apprentice put on all the three ways okay well i mean that's one thing i wanted to touch on i I, we run long but you know that whole that's okay um and when we were at intex it was very much focused uh, the whole theme of the show was products that made it easier for new guys to get into it, like less skill uh, required. The whole show, like it was automation and uh, aids um, to to get the labor market into yeah. whatever trade it was, right? Yeah. Make it easier so you didn't need yeah. a 15-year guy, you know, doing right. three weeks. Right. You, know, the, you, you could show a guy in much less time, you know, or like cutting tile, like the reveal cut, uh, cutting ceiling tiles. Yes, uh, you can cut a ceiling tile. Like if you've been doing it for 15 years, maybe you can cut it better and quicker, but you can train a guy on this reveal cut or the, the uh, what was that, robot thing, right? Uh, they have yeah. there, <laughs> yeah. you know, you can get- Canvas. You can supplement the workforce. You know, you can get a guy in there and making you money like I was talking before, it takes a long time to train someone to make you money. Yeah. Right before they're actually bringing you money in, but something like a that three-way, you know, right? They're going to make you money faster that day. You know, you three-way day instead of you wasting time doing three ways. Right. Get, you know, you get this newer guy. You know, he can do a three-way faster than he would. You know, maybe you can't do a three-way without them, right? And right, right. That's the whole thing. It's, you know, and then that's the way he making... learns. That's the way he learns. And then he's doing three ways that way for the rest of his life. Yeah, maybe. Right? I think that's the whole mindset. A lot of people are like, I don't want to do it that way. But you got to think of it as a 
from an employer's standpoint is like, what's going to make me money, right? Uh, you're costing me $40 an hour because you're a 15-year veteran. I can't hire, and there's none of you around. So I yeah. can't wait for you to be done. I need 20 of you, right? So right. you put some of that new innovation in and supplement the your workforce with less skill, but, you know, technology or tools, innovations to to supplement your workforce, then you're making your those guys are making you money. They're not costing you money to train them right. for a year or two or three years, you know. Right. Making you money in six months or it's a good yeah. point. That's a good point. That's an interesting observation about the show. A lot of that too is because of the limited uh, workforce that we currently have. I think there, there's a lot of programs and information available now about why college maybe isn't the best route. You can jump into a trade. So they're 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 addressing well, that's a that whole new show too. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. I, I I have so many thoughts on that too. It's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but but well, maybe a part two. (laughs) I would like for as much as possible to do different shows. So uh, different drywallers for each show becomes harder and harder to find people. But, um, you know, there's enough of us out there, man. Uh, We'll just keep going. They're pretty cool. I would recommend you checking out the, the show with Joe. It's really good. There's also one where I interview Bernie, the the owner of Columbia Tools. Mm-hmm. Up in Va- Vancouver, uh, you know, we went up there and it's, you know, at his, pro- it's such, he's such a cool guy and it's such a good, you know, interview, you know. Yeah, I met him years ago at, well, a uh, trade show here. He was, uh, him and Aaron were there. Yeah. Pitching their wares, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. That was many, many years ago. I think I won yeah. an angle head or something like that there. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Way back. Well, no. Um. Thank you so much for being on the show, man. This will yeah. drop whenever. We'll keep you posted. Try and get me uh, f- uh, some of the photos of uh, Vegas. Okay. Yeah. Uh, if you get if you could dig some of those out, and we'll we'll include those in the video that occurs with this show. There'll be a video as well. But uh, thanks, man. I hope you have a good rest of your day. We'll talk soon. Yeah, you too, Nick. Nice talking to you. All right, Scott. Bye. See you, man. Special thanks to Scott. Montgomery for being with us on the drywall podcast today. I appreciate your time and your knowledge. Join us every Friday for a new episode of the drywall podcast on your favorite platforms such as Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and also YouTube. A lot of people don't know you can listen to these entire episodes They're all available on YouTube. Special thanks to our sponsor for the month of October, CSR Building Supply. You can find all your drywall supplies at CSR online, csrbuilding.com, or at two locations in Toronto or Barrie, Ontario. CSR is also giving out a sweet swag bucket to guests of the drywall podcast full of all kinds of cool drywall stuff. Thank you so much for tuning into the drywall podcast. I sincerely appreciate it. I hope you have a fantastic weekend and remember, keep drywalling. <laughs>